I stopped the postman and asked him if he had any mail for me. He asked me, where do I live? I said, Nevada. He said, you have to check with my postman in Nevada. I think he's hiding something from me. I do this about twice a day. The post office filed a restraining order against me. Look at them, madame. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Oh, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together And by the way, Catch, here's my um, review of the podcast This podcast is one of the best philatelic shows available, and the team does an excellent job of interspersing stamp news with meaningful expert topics on the various aspects of philately. Keep up the good work. I bet it does. (laughs) It sounds very professional. I'm impressed. (laughs) I'm impressed with us. I mean, that we deserve it. Yeah, y'all do. Yeah, you definitely do. Scott carries the show, by the way. I'm picking on you, Cash, just a little bit. <laughs> easy, easy entertainment portion of the show. Mm. Tom, Tom is the voice. So if Scott carries the show and Tom is the voice, what is Cash? Producer. And joke writer. <laughs> Did you hear the intro to the last one? I didn't. With the bongos? Yes, I did. I did. I liked it. I liked it. Um, That was a pretty good, that was a good edit. (laughs) I'll tell you what, why don't we start now and when uh, Scott comes in, we'll just uh, edit or uh, I'll edit it out because I don't want to have this go on for, I mean, we've been waiting for him for 11 minutes. Uh, Patience. I don't have anywhere to be. I canceled three meetings, Cash, because this is the most important and most fun part of my day today. Well, actually, I have no place to go because my internet is out of my house. Saw you. There he is. There he is. Until six o'clock. Okay. I can't watch TV. You're in. I'm going to hang up the phone. Okay, bye. Bye. Mr. Murphy. Otherwise, that hey, would be, everybody. Otherwise, that would be crazy to hear my voice coming out of his computer, going back into his phone, back into my phone. That's <laughs> again. Becca, why don't you give everybody a quick introduction? Hey, everybody. I'm Becca. I've been collecting for two years only. 
but I've really enjoyed my time doing so, and I mostly collect topical. I collect a lot of Europe and a lot of Asia and some islands. And you outbid me at our club auctions on a regular basis. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started then. from the Las Vegas Philatelic Evaluation Center and Cheese Sculpting Shop. The first 50 callers will receive a free wheel of Ethiopian camel's milk cheese. That sounds gross. This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 254, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Scott. We're missing Mark, but this is Stan. And this is Becca. Howdy. Yeah, North Carolina is thinking like they may release us from jail. Well, the mayor of Las Vegas is getting panned for wanting to uh, release uh, Las Vegas from the quarantine, which I totally support. However, she is the possibly worst spokesperson in the world to have on TV. <laughs> it's possible. Um, yeah, we're th they're thinking opening May 1st, since April 29th is the last day of the executive order that put us into quarantine. So bad news on that. Roy Cooper said May 8th today. Well, that's fine, too. But, um, you know, because I'm still not probably not going out until we have some accurate tests and accurate stuff to make sure we don't carry the the virus to others well, just as a reminder the original estimates were one to two million people were going to die and that we are not preventing it with the quarantine we are flattening the curve if you remember flattening the curve because we couldn't have one million people all going to the hospital at one time so it was so that the million would die over a longer period of time. Well, we wouldn't overwhelm the hospitals. We're, we're at what, 45,000 deaths? Fit one third of it is from the southern portion of New York. So the southern portion of New York is having some sort of weird ass problem. Yeah, it sounds to me like they uh, live too close together. I it's think they're, just cooking, they're cooking the books. Every every person who is trampled in a stampede of wild uh, zebra gets classified as dying from the coronavirus. I thought that was Italy. Italy, too. Oh, it, well, it's remarkable because New York has almost no deaths from the normal flu and normal pneumonia. None. Zero. And obviously what's going on is they're just classifying every person who dies because there's no other way to rationally explain why one third of the deaths in the United States are from this small area when Maryland, Massachusetts, you know, Pennsylvania, they don't see it, but New York does. So I think that there is a basic revolt going on around the country. Two, two words regarding New York and that, in my opinion, mass transit. Yes, mass transit subways. Okay, we haven't so, shut them down yet. So then what we should do is we should 
quarantine everybody so that they don't go into mass transit and let everybody else go back to starting their lives up again. Because a million people haven't died, nowhere even close to it, not even a, you know, just a speck of it. I'm looking forward to getting out of here and having people come back to the office and stuff like that. It's, I don't know. I like working from home. I know. (laughs) So do I. That is one thing people are learning. People are learning that uh, they can work out of the house. And I think that for our industry, that's fantastic. Most experts work out of their house and they go into the office to, you know, do shipping and receiving and stuff. I think that for our industry, this is the new normal. I mean, I know. I know that in my industry as a software developer, this has been the norm for probably 10 years. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I've liked it because I've actually gotten, I've been having to go to the office before this started. And being able to come home, I get to play with my, being at home, I get to play with my stamps at five o'clock instead of sitting in an hour of traffic. Well, yeah. the, the other thing that's nice is if you're having a bad day or you're not feeling well, you can kind of play with your stamps instead of working. And then, you know, five hours later when whatever medicine you took has kicked in, then you can go to work. Right. Done that. Absolutely. Yeah. Work an hour on, hour off, hour on, hour off. Go back and <laughs> work a 16 hour day in eight one hour periods. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. Yep. So, do we want to talk stamps today, or do we want to just um, talk COVID nineteen and the uh, quarantine and how it's changed work and life? Well, actually, it's stamps. We'll talk about stamps, but we're starting to see. At least I'm starting to see emails of stamp shows instead of closing knowing that they're going to close, change from going to close to thinking about possibly closing. So, I mean, it's not going to be they go from closing to not closing, but at least now there's a thought process being put into it. And I'm really Mm -hmm. super, super curious whether uh, the APS show is canceled or not. I don't think it's been canceled yet. I, was, I'm well, I don't think I don't think they know yet. Yeah, I don't think they know yet either. No, they don't. Uh, I mean, I've had some conversations with Scott English, and um, he's still working with the venue and trying to put it all together. I mean, we don't. I the big the thing I said this week to somebody else for another project is we don't know yet what we don't know where we're going to be in August. Um, I, agree. I mean, if they have it, I want to be there, but uh, you know, if they don't have it, they don't have it and I'm good. And I can, I don't, I'm not worried about canceling shows for the rest of the year for me. I mean, that's the only one that I really absolutely have to go to. Well, I was speaking with Bill Hontos, who is a rather large Southern California dealer for people who haven't dealt with them before. And say that he's not that big <laughs> he, a normal size guy a normal size guy. <laughs> he, he's like five foot eleven you know <laughs> but, but um 
anyway, he uh, isn't doing any shows, but he has really picked up on his uh, e or his online sales, not just eBay. So, you know, he's at home right now selling and he's selling pretty good and my eBay sales are significantly up. And my hip stamp sales have pretty much tripled during this quarantine time because, you know, you don't have table fees. Yeah, you don't have table fees, and people are still collecting stamps. Well, my eBay has doubled, but I've only got 180 items out there. And on hip stamp, it's been negligible. But, you know, eBay's picked up, but hip stamp is still about where it was for me. Well, with I guess it depends more on the material than anything else. No, I think it depends on more the sales tax. That's what really is a benefiting hip stamp right now is eBay is charging sales tax and hip stamp is small. So they're not hit with the uh, sales tax reporting requirements that governments have uh, put on eBay and Amazon and the like. So unless you're in North Carolina, because hip stamps headquarters are in North Carolina and I get stuck with the seven and a quarter percent sales tax on anything I sell. That could very well be the case, but here in Nevada, it doesn't show up that way. Well, Tom, what are we talking about today? I haven't a freaking clue. <laughs> Neither do I. We're just, we're just gonna ramble today. Okay. We actually we're going to follow up on what we discussed last week, and uh, well, not discussed last week, but brought up last week, and uh, talk about new issues. And are all these new? I'm I'm looking, I'm scrolling through all this. Hey, Happy Earth Day! Yeah, yeah. Can Earth, you see it? The Earth Day stamp. Yeah. Can you do me a favor and read the little intro there? I can. How many of these have we discussed, or or because we started at the beginning of the year? I think we've discussed probably a good third of these. Well, in announcing the USPS 2020 stamp program four months ago, the U.S. Postal Service stamp, the U.S. Postal Service Stamp Services Acting Executive Director William Gicker stated, since 1847, the Postal Service Stamp Program has celebrated the people, events, and cultural milestones unique to the history of the United States. 2020 stamp subjects continues this rich tradition. These miniature works of art offer something for everyone interested in American history and culture. You know what the weird thing is? 100th anniversary of the invention of the tube stock, no issue was uh, made yet. It may be announced later in the it's year. Getting, it's getting squeezed out for the poultry industry stamp coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, the first stamp was, uh, that has already come out, is the uh, Lunar New Year, Year of the Rat Stamp. And while, while I like this one, in my opinion, Canada did a better job. I don't, I don't know if I saw Canada's. I know I didn't see Canada's. Oh, well, do a little uh, search. You know, that's going to be a great thing where we're discussing stamp designs and nobody can see any of it there they can only hear what we're talking about this is going to be an always riveting podcast here well they can always go to usps.com usps.com and um 
click on the stamp store and they can see most of the new issues and some of the old issues. Yes. And if you're driving in your car, please don't. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> anyway, the other one, which we, I believe, did not talk about at all, but I was just blown away with is the $7.25 Big Ben scam. The, the priority mail? Yeah, this continues on their uh, series of showing landscapes and artwork. Is just I, I, have lo I have loved these stamps. This one is not my favorite. Oh, well, it is. I, I have a better one too, but this one, you know, they get, in my opinion, they get a nice A plus for it. Uh, I like this one. Solid I do B. like solid, this one. Solid it's a B. beautiful stamp. It's very, but compared to the rest of them from this series, I think it's a little more bland. I think they, I think there could have been a better picture of Big Bend. <laughs> I agree. And then the second one that they put out for the Express Mail. Yes, the Grand <laughs> Island Ice Caves. Yeah, that <clears throat> is stellar. The problem with that is. It's a $26.25 stamp. Getting a plate block is a hundred bucks. Well, actually, a plate block is actually a full sheet. There's only four stamps on a sheet now for these high denominations. Oh, that's interesting. Because they the use big bend, the big bend's a sheet of ten, but the but the ice caves is a sheet of four. So you can buy a full sheet, but it's still a hundred bucks. It's still a hundred bucks. Well, it's like buying the duck stamps. Yeah, you're right. True. It's, all, it's I mean, you're one a year. One time a year, this this is going to come out, and it's not like they're, you know, putting out express mail and priority mail stamps. You know, four and five of them a year. That is true, and you know, duck stamp collectors they do understand that they're going to spend you know maybe a hundred dollars over the course of an entire year that's nothing but if you're a u.s collector you know you're buying many many stamps and there are a lot of people who collect new issues i mean people poo poo it you know we talk about discount postage and stuff it is one of the biggest uh collecting interests in u.s stamp collecting and as a matter of fact all over the world and what, and it, appear, it, what it, it, it appears to be we have a uh, a late arrival hey, up there from, is. where is he where is he technical communication issues from the death star yes <laughs> hi mark thank you for joining I us woke up like an hour ago <laughs> Still what happens when you sleep in the wreckage of the death star <laughs> No, in the Facebook group, Virtual Stamp Club, they do a lot of talking about what's coming out, what's new, the new issues. Um, to some folks in that club, those are the most important stamps of the year because most of them do first day covers. Yes, very nice ones too. Lots of art. Yes, absolutely, lots of art. Yeah, people who, uh, well, if you're listening to the podcast, you obviously do computers. Go to Facebook 
and go to Virtual Stamp Club. And we are there all the time posting stuff up and down. It is, it is a great resource to be a member of. Yes, it is. I got questions answered about offset stamps last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and probably counterfeited as well. Yeah. Yep. It's a very simple design. That's the drawback of it. No, you know, counterfeiting the uh, Ice Caves stamp, that'll be kind of difficult. Counterfeiting this uh, love stamp, kind of looks like you can almost print one off your printer. I mean, it's well, the, the other thing is that the uh, the ice caves stamp isn't going to have a high rate of usage. So a postal counterfeit is kind of not uh, not a good thing because you won't sell so many. But the first class rate love stamps are popular. Might as well. Well, because love stamps you're getting, they come out what Valentine's Day. They come out well, at least once a year. Yeah, usually around Valentine's they Day. But then they usually get overwhelmingly used on things like wedding invitations. Oh, of course, yes. And they also make, uh, because wedding invitations are rarely one ounce, they make a two-ounce stamp a lot of times for the love stamps. Yeah, but oddly enough, they don't counterfeit the two-ounce stamp. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just trying, they're just trying to get all the RSVPs. Yeah, the, the past counterfeit stamps were not all love stamps, but I think most of them were. Well, it was between the love stamp and then the just the forever flag stamps. Yeah, when you look at the love stamp and the sheet format, it doesn't even look like a sheet of stamps. It looks like a mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, nope, all I see is the Death Star when you do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's all we see is the Death Star. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a uh, the stamp by itself looks okay, but on, on a complete sheet, it, it just it looks like a mess. Yeah. Well, it's funny. A lot of stamps look like that when they put out, uh, especially the multiple design, <clears throat> the multiple design stamps. A lot of times the sheets look terrible, but you get an individual stamp and you go, hey, that's not a bad looking stamp. Oh, a perfect example of that is the transcontinental railroads. The stamps look much, much better individual than they do on the sheet. I don't know. I think that's an attractive sheet, though, too. I, I would, I would agree. That would have been a poor example. My my favorite example is the celebrate the century stamps. But, yeah. Plus, you can't tear them apart. <laughs> yeah, they use some sort of weird, tough paper. And they don't line up and everything else. <clears throat> it's like using the uh, the $1 pentagram-shaped uh, space stamp. You remember that one? Yeah, those are, those are a nightmare to separate. Yeah, tearing yeah. those out of a sheet and keeping the perforations all together is almost impossible. Yeah, what you have to do is wait till they're used and the gum's gone. Then, uh, then they tear apart a lot easier. <laughs> well, actually, me and Scott scored today. We got uh, some mail and it had two ten dollar. What, what do they call those wavy line stamps? Waves of color. Waves. 
we have waves of color that ten dollar waves of color stamps and that's yeah i actually got uh two different packages with uh those stamps on them yeah and that's one that i've gotten plenty of one dollars plenty of two dollars plenty of five dollars yeah that ten dollar stamp though i have never seen until today use cross through our office i use that particular stamp when i send um um, registered uh, overseas so yeah. yeah they're not they're still not very common used yeah that's one of the benefits of working here at PSE we have a lot of people shipping this stuff for twenty six dollars and twenty five cents oh wow yeah. so the next stamp we've already panned and this we panned heavily on uh the uh, virtual schedule too. Beginning of the year, yes. We should just skip that one. <laughs> okay, Gwen I Phil Stamp, go ahead and read. Uh, we'll look at the old one. Um, this is not a Black Heritage stamp. This is a PBS stamp. We also, I know, I know we covered the pre-sorted standard star stamp. But what I want to know is, I. I not having everything up other than the pictures right now is what are we celebrating on this stamp? Or is this just a generic birthday card invitation stamp? No matter the occasion. No, no matter the occasion, birthday, anniversary, holiday, engagement, new job, or retirement, let's celebrate. Okay. No job. It can't be engagement. That's got to be the uh, <laughs> love stamp. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then we you go down. And I do see, because we hadn't talked about this one before, they do indeed have the wedding stamps. And they have a forever and a two-ounce wedding stamp. Yeah, I think I've, I've seen, I've seen the, uh, the one-ounce stamp, but I haven't seen the two-ounce stamp yet on cover. You haven't been uh, invited to any weddings? <laughs> no. And Earth Day was this week, so that stamp just came out too. Yeah, happy Earth Day, everybody. Yeah. But I think the last birthday ceremony was for the celebrate stamp at Arapex. Yep. Uh, no, no, the Arnold Palmer stamp in um, at the golf tournament in Florida. What was supposed to be at the first day ceremony at Westpex? Because Westpex had a first day ceremony. I forget which stamp it was. When was Westpac supposed to happen? Right now. End of April. So it would have been the Earth Day stamp. Yeah. 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 They wouldn't have had the first day ceremony at the end of April because Earth Day's already passed. Well, what day was Earth Day? Yesterday. 17th. That's what I thought. Actually, the stamp was issued on the 17th. Earth Day was yesterday. So they wouldn't have had that at Westpac. I don't remember which one, but they were going to have something. So obviously uh, it didn't occur. And Westpex, by the way, for everybody who doesn't know, is uh, it's in San Francisco. It was, you know, canceled due to the coronavirus and everything. And it's, I think, it probably the largest. Well, it is the largest. It's the largest West Coast stamp show. And it got canceled. So uh, whatever was going on there, you know, didn't occur. 
including a very large auction house. It's a tragedy. Well, they were going to have a cats on stamps study group at West Pex. Yeah, Becca, you uh, you collect topicals. So, what topicals do you collect, and uh, what how does it fit in with uh, any of the new issues? Anything here go in your topical collection? So the wild orchids would. Um, let's see what else the American gardens would because I do flowers and I do it through the outdoors and dogs. But I don't see any dog stamps this year. Well, the chrysanthemum too, the, the round stamp. Uh, the 2017, whatever the flower is, looks kind of like an artichoke to me. I don't know what it is. I agree. Probably some weird cactus or something. So then what just came out is the uh, Voices of Harlem stamp. And uh, I am really, who is it, Ma Maya Rudolph? Is that the lady who was in the wedding planner or whatever, wedding movie? The bride. Brides. Brides. That's it, bride. Brides. Yeah, she, she got on a stamp, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that issue, it's like the, it's similar to the Gwen Eiffel. You don't know who these people are or what they're famous for. Oh, when, when it first came out and it said Voices of Harlem, I honestly thought they were going to be singers. Right. They are mm -hmm. not. They are not singers. And it doesn't say anything about them. I mean, it's, they come from Harlem, but then I looked at the, up the one, and she didn't come from Harlem. So who, who knows? But, yeah, the backgrounds don't relate at all to what they accomplished. There's nothing on the stamp to indicate, you know, what they did. Yeah, it, it, and you know, of course, none of this is to disparage the people on the stamps because they may have done great things, but it's just like. Postal Service just not doing a good job explaining their importance, well, I think, is the bigger issue. They, it's they the Postal have, Service who's disparaging them. They may have done big things. They may have done great things. And bringing it to people's attention would be nice, but it literally says nothing in on uh, the virtual stamp club. What I suggested was actually they should have had like the credo issue. And, you know, take an excerpt from each person, show their picture, and then show something that they said. You know, yeah, or, or at least show something relevant in the background. Yeah, well, that's, that's my always go-to. That's the biggest complaint I have of the U.S. Post Office. Canada will show a famous person and then put that person into a setting. So it's like an Arctic explorer. You'll show an Arctic explorer. And then you'll show him at the Arctic. And they're in the snow. Yeah. The U.S. Post Office would show an Arctic explorer, and they would show him, like, uh, at a New York party uh, with a top hat on. It's like, no, you're missing the boat here. And I think they missed the boat on a lot of stamps by not doing that. Oh, top hat. And there's Tom's top hat again. One of the best parts about stamps is learning history from them, so to not include those things makes it very difficult to enjoy that part of it. I so agree. Especially when they tout the 
importance of U.S. history in the press release at the beginning that we read. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing uh, there's nothing on those stamps that would even uh, make you want to look up who these people are. They're so as a as a quick aside, since I'm staring at the picture right now, just so you know, the uh, the Westpex first day of issue was going to be the Global Forever stamp. Ah, okay. So the flower, the pink flower. <clears throat> That's what was going to go out at Westpex. So one of the the better stamps that I see this year is the main statehood, or and then later in the year the Mayflower. Both of those. Yeah. The May the Mayflower is a really pretty looking stamp, and that's the example of something where you could put a, like a a side view portrait or something like that on one side and have, you know, you could enhance the background. Now, who you would do for the this particular one? Uh, maybe John Smith or something, but right. Well, even to describe it too, it's a landscape of a sea, you know, a, a harbor view, let's say, with a red sunset in the background, and then the Mayflower predominantly in the center. The, uh, the use of the red sunset really makes it striking. And uh, you, have to, you have to look at this stamp. You, have, you do a search for it, find this stamp. In my opinion, this is by far the best stamp that's coming out this year. And I like the Big Bend and the Ice Cave. This stamp just has such great graphics and great artwork to it. I really like it. Well, but the nice thing is, is they actually say Mayflower in Plymouth Harbor. He says Mayflower in Plymouth Harbor. Because if it didn't say that, it's a ship in a harbor. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. They, they actually, you know, they put the date of 1620 on it. It says Mayflower in Plymouth Harbor. You know what it is, and you probably have at least some context of it there. It would make a perfect clay. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Let's see, the interesting thing is... Go ahead, Becca. I was going to say, as with the American Garden stamps. <laughs> Let's see, this is one of those in a sheet. The Mayflower might look weird, because you're going to have like 20 Mayflowers all together. Yep, that is, that is always a problem. You know, when you have the full sheet. Yeah. I mean, individually, great stamp, but it's, I have a hard time envisioning what that looks like in a, you know, pane of 20. Well, I have a funny feeling that uh, this is going to be like one of the normal setups where it'll have 20 stamps and then have an explanation or a story on the side in the margin, which I love that idea that they do. You know, they're able to explain stuff and, you know, the uh, Voices of Harlem stamp. The stamps may be, in my opinion, terrible, but maybe when you see the full sheet, they will have, you know, descriptions of who these people are and what they did. But like I said, when I first heard the stamp, I thought it was going to be about singers. And it's not about singers. And it's like, well, what did these people do? And there's just no information on it. They could put that information on the sheet. Unfortunately, they don't. It just says Voices of Harlem across the top of the sheet. Oh, really? You've seen the sheets? Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's as, it's as un, uninformative as the stamps themselves. Oh, well. 
And then uh, let's see, we discussed the 19th Amendment stamp. Uh, the one that I didn't know they were coming out with is a drug-free USA forever stamp. And it has a star on it. And I just don't get what they were going after here. I mean, I'll, I'm all for drug free. You get, you, get you get a star for being drug free. But it look, that's like a patriotic stamp. That looks to me like, you know, it's patriotism, red, white, and blue, and all this stuff. And it just strikes me that the drug free on top, and actually it says drug free USA. <laughs> So it would be interesting to find uh, miscut ones, which would have like free USA drugs. <laughs> <laughs> then you get into the, some of these reissue, um, like the thank you stamps. They have four different colors. That are totally unreadable. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, when I first looked at them, the image was so small I couldn't read it. And I thought it was just a rehashing of the EID stamp for Christmas. Yeah. And they were just doing it in four colors. And I'm like, that's weird. And after looking at it for a while, I finally figured out it said, thank you. I was like, it, it just, to me, it's not appealing at all. So for everybody who's listening, go to the uh, post office website. Um, about.ups.com slash newsroom and you'll be able to see the 2020 releases of all these stamps. As I said, you know, in my opinion, the ones that you should really look at are the Big Bend, the Ice Cave, and uh, the Plymouth and the Main Stamps. Those are the really big winners. And you can see, you know, maybe you can see the ones that we panned also. Take a look at them. Give us your opinion. Email us. Post to us. Tell us where we're wrong. Tell us if we're right. I have I have a challenge. Um, while everybody's sitting at home, twiddling their thumbs and being bored, write somebody a letter. You know, write your grandmother, your grandfather, your mother, father, a friend. Uh, just write them instead of picking up the phone and calling or doing a video chat or better write them a letter write write to a stamp show here today and uh put a ten dollar bill in it and support your podcast <laughs> shameless plug portion of our show <laughs> ah. so i'll uh is there a certificate that goes with that there is, <laughs> there is a certificate indeed. there is indeed yes the, uh, I have one. The drug-free USA stamp. The stamp design features the words drug-free USA in blue at the top and forever also in blue at the bottom. The center of the design depicts a white star on a dark blue back background. Radiating from each of the star's five points are three stripes in red, light blue, and blue, which according to the DEA press release suggest the unity necessary at all levels to effectively address drug use. No, it doesn't. That's that's not what it means. That's what the press release says, so that must be what so. it is. They made that up. They made that up. That That is not what it means. 
And it's uh, going to be released in October of this year. Because that uh, coincides with uh, some of the uh, drug abuse and awareness things in uh, substance abuse in October. Why didn't they release it on 420? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's 420, it's 420 all month. <laughs> well, shall we wrap it up? Sure. 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 Thanks for letting me join. Not a problem. We we usually either uh, end on a strong point or peter peter out slowly. I think this is going to be a peter out slowly. We didn't cover the other ones though. I'll just go real quick because I I, I scrolled down and I looked at it and the uh, the Freddie Mercury stamp from Britain's pretty cool. Yes, that is. But, you know, I digress. Like, we we also discuss those another day. We also didn't mention the hip hop stamps. Yeah, I think on, we covered those earlier in the year. On purpose, we didn't. However, <laughs> yeah, really. Great Britain has a really, really great 007, James Bond 007 series coming out. That's a cool set. I hope they put it in a prestige book. They probably will once they release them all. Oh, all right. Internet. An international stamp exhibition, May 2nd through 9th, 2020. Looks like a limited edition sheet. I wonder if those are actually going to happen now. I think that stamp show got canceled already. Yeah, I'm sure it did. London 2020. Yeah, it did get canceled. I just read that somewhere. I wonder what they'll do with the stamps. They'll Do they burn them because there wasn't the actual show, or do they send them out as a memento of that the show should have happened? It says it says like limited fifteen thousand. So yeah, they're numbered. So if you could only get them at the show, then you're not. Maybe they'll postpone the show and release them some other way. It'll be interesting. We'll have to look that up and uh, see if we can find out how they're going to do that. Then yeah, for people who uh, want to know, it's it's a sheet over on the right side is nine. Um, Victoria head stamps, like a, a number one and number two and a number 33 and a number 14, that sort of design. And on the left side, it has 2020 London International Show. And then there's a white bar. And clearly there's a number that's put in it and it's blank of 15,000. So obviously there's going to be 15,000 and then put probably a number in there. So they number one through 15,000. So because of that bar, because they're numbering it, I would almost guess for positive that they were going to be distributed at the show and not like through philatelic windows across the country. So that'll be interesting to find out if any of these get into collector's hands. Yeah, it, it would be. Uh, where are we? Um, okay. You've been listening to Stamp Show here today, episode number 254. This was Tom. This was Cash. This was Scott. This was Mark. This was Stan. And this was Becca. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come.
to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Return <laughs> <laughs> to send up. Return to send up. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close.